Welcome, welcome. You're listening to season six of Oh My Travel Podcast. A travel podcast that highlights women, people of color, and our travel community. I'm your host, Janine, a.k.a. The Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host, Martha, a.k.a. Martha Getzet. We have a great episode for you today. So let's go. Welcome back, everyone. Martha and I have a very special guest. We have guests with with an S at the end. Um, we have Sim, Kartik, and Everest um, of the Brown Band Life, and we're so happy that you're all here with us. Thank you so much for having us, guys. Thank you so much. Everest is missing with us currently as he's in Mexico City and we're in Toronto, but he's here in thoughts with us for sure. Yes, all the time. I love it. I thought we were going to hear a little roof, roof. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, you guys have been on the road and then you just recently flew back to Toronto. Um, but tell us, tell us about yourself and how Brown Band Life all got started and anything you want to share? Yeah, uh, it's been a long um, pending dream slash project of ours. Um, We started uh, thinking about van life in 2016, I think, 2017. 2017, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, started putting things into action starting 2018 when we got the camper van. It was a long process because um, we had a lot of hurdles ahead of us in terms of making it, deciding if you want to do it short term, long term, or if you want to keep working or have a remote work set up and a bunch of things. But eventually we found our camper van and things started rolling and uh, we left Canada last year in September to go on a journey from Canada to Patagonia. Right now we are in Mexico and uh, it'll take us, I think, one and a half more years to get to Patagonia. I think so. I mean, I think the plan is to hopefully make it to Patagonia by end of next Next year. year. (laughs) That's the plan, but uh, you never know with these things. I mean, we've spent the past five months in Mexico now. (laughs) Yeah, Mexico is like not letting us go. We love that country so much. So it's a little bit you don't want to leave and it's not letting you go or both just it's at this point like <laughs> we are not ready to leave and the moment we decide to move forward it's like no you can't go <laughs> you have to be here longer I love that I love that um we're gonna get into our icebreaker that we always do and um I hope that you like these these questions it's this is it this or that? Yeah, it's this or that. <laughs> okay. um, so yeah, we'll get into it. Let's get started. Mexican food or Canadian food? Mexican food. Mexican food, yeah. Anyway. That was so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian food, we have poutine. So. Yeah, Canadian food is so limited and Mexican food is just so delicious. So Mexican food any day. Amazing. Okay. Um, warm drinks or cold drinks? Warm, warm. Warm for me too. Yeah. yeah. I like my coffee. And my tea. Yeah. We can't live without, I drink multiple cups of tea a day and he drinks multiple cups of coffee a day. So yeah, definitely <laughs> warm. The cozy drinks. Yes. hundred percent. I think we all know the answer to this. Cats or dogs? <laughs> I can't even think of cats like Everest is gonna not like that so <laughs> dogs for sure yeah, dogs for sure 
um, camping on beaches or the forest? Mm. Camping on beaches lately because since um, since Baja, we have developed uh, like affection for camping on beaches, but our love for camping started with camping in forest. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I am more of a forest person and Sim is more of a beach person. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's beach for him, forest. So I think we'll just go separate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit of everything. The perfect yeah. combo. All right. Um, solo or you, just you two together or joined by friends? Us two together. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think we um, we enjoy just each other's company more than having like a big group when it comes to traveling. When, when like socializing, of course, we like having people over. But when it comes to traveling and exploring, we have a great compatibility and like the same um, things we want to achieve out of traveling. So it helps like we're on the same page and traveling with friends can be all uh, you have to do a lot of compromises and everyone has different goals out of their uh, agenda so mm -hmm. it can yeah and when we travel when me and sim travel together we can also be somewhat solo yeah even with even while we're together yeah we kind of <laughs> so make we time can balance to have, that in yeah yes time alone so it, it works out oh that's great I, I love that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people think like oh if you're a couple living in a van you're in such close quarters you're with each other all the time but I'm sure like you just need a little bit of alone time at least. So that's really awesome that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need for, I mean, anybody needs that for their mental health and uh, having that time alone is, is crucial, you know? Um, no matter how great your relationship is, you need just time with yourself to reflect and just to maybe, you know, meditate or whatever. So it's, we, we make sure we find time for that. Like Karthik will go for a hike and I'll stay back and read a book and, or, or I'll go to find a cafe and just go work there by myself while he's working in the van. So we always make time alone. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for sharing these, these, um, I don't know, the questions like kind of like spark something else. So I, I love it. Um, let's talk about van life. Um, what were you, what were you two doing before and kind of like what like sparked this um, lifestyle change? Um, we were working like regular corporate jobs and um, I was in marketing, Karthik is in, in IT consulting. Yeah, we, 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 we were living in Toronto for the past 10 years, yeah. same, same even longer than that, um, just doing corporate jobs. And I don't know, we, like, we would only get three weeks off with those corporate jobs and we would have to plan, we would always want to go to so many places during the year and we would have to keep rationing off days to go to each spot and like doing all this planning around where we can get the maximum number of days and do the most yeah. amount of hiking so it always felt very rushed for us we 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 constantly wanted to have a longer form of travel take it in slow go live in different places really soak in the culture that's when we understand of, the people there yeah yeah we stumbled upon the idea of van lifing in like an article in a magazine and then um an older couple who's done the whole Pan-American highway from Alaska to Patagonia. And uh, it kind of just like, when I pitched it to Karthik, he was as excited as I was. And it just became like the biggest goal of our life that we have to 
achieve this van life and do this big journey and just explore life. And then all our goals kind of shifted towards that. Um, and uh, yeah, here we are <laughs> taking this journey. I think a lot of it had to do with like um, getting the exposure to Instagram also, I would say, because there's a, a influencer you, you can say, but Brianna Madia, um, I think I came across her profile many years ago where she was living in a van with her dogs. And that's when Everest, that's how Everest came into our life because we wanted to have that kind of wild freedom and just explore places with our pet and have our home moving around. Uh, so a lot of influences, but I think that BBC article was one of them. Oh, that's so amazing. I, I love that you were both like just on board with it. Like, yes, yes, that sounds like such a cool idea. Um, so you were both into it. How long from when um, you decided to do it um, did it actually take for you to get on the road and get started? Uh, two years. 20 two years. Uh, we got the cameraman, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, th I think <laughs> our journey to like making it a reality is a little different because we had a lot of convincing to do with our parents who they wanted us to go down the traditional route of Buying making sure we have a good job, making sure that we buy a house. Making sure we get married. Yes, so that, there was a lot of battles there to be won and we needed our parents' blessing to do this because they're our biggest cheerleaders now. Yeah. Um, so that, that took us some time to convince them to do that. I think and that's, then, I, I just want to say that I think that's where our journey is different from others because as brown kids and immigrant kids and like kids who just moved as international student to another country, you have an insane amount of pressure um, to perform and like make a life. And so just to justify all of those pressures and convince your parents, that can take many years. And that's exactly what happened. It took us a while to convince ourselves, con convince our family. And then after that, all the tangible things like buying the camper van, work, it's a 44 year old camper van. So it took us two years to get the mechanical stuff and the interiors done. And then in two years, we were able to hit the road. Yeah, once, that, once we hit the road, the ball just starts rolling. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so funny that you mentioned uh, your parents because um, I know how difficult it is to kind of convince them just like anything like that's outside of the box, even yeah. to not go into a job that is the normal nine to five you know, something with computers, something with like government, something yeah. that's like very, it's like, I want to be an artist. It's like, no, that sounds yeah. like a hobby. That doesn't sound like a job. So I can imagine just taking years off to go travel is something that was very difficult for them. Um, but you did get married. So that was a non-negotiable on their part. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they, like you can't live in a van and travel the world without getting married. What do you mean? Mm. How, how is that even possible? Where are you going to sleep? <laughs> so they don't understand that. So I'm like, okay, fine, we'll get married. No problem there. So we got oh, married. And, and um, one of the things that also gives them peace of mind that we have jobs, like we are not just traveling. Mm -hmm. We are working um, up in our respective fields on the road. So that, and plus when we started, there was no remote work culture because um, it kind of started right after COVID, right? And we started before that, like a few months before. So they didn't understand what do you mean by remote job? How will you work from a van and in different cities because you're not going to office. And we had been working remote for three years. They still didn't understand that. 
But when COVID hit and everyone started doing remote jobs, that's when they realized that it's actually possible. When like their own, they themselves had to do remote jobs. They're like, oh, this is how you do it. You work from home and work from like outside an office. So I think it made them, made it more realistic for them that it's possible mm-hmm. to have a career and move around. That's definitely one of the, the hurdles, like not understanding how you can, that you just need internet. You're like, we don't yeah. need a, the office. We just yeah. need the internet to do the yeah. work. <laughs> they, yeah, they took them a while, but they, they understand it now. Oh, well, we're happy that they're your, they're your biggest cheerleaders. Oh, definitely. They, they see everything we do and like we give them live updates. So it makes <laughs> us happy too that they're yeah. excited. So how long has it been since you first got in the van and started heading, um, well, you started heading south? Yes. In Canada or? We did east to west coast of Canada first and then Pacific coast in the U.S., so then started going south to Mexico. So um, we started on September 1st last year. Oh, amazing. Okay. So you just celebrated a year. Yes. On the road. Yeah. Wow. The anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did you guys do anything special to celebrate? What did we do? Were we sick? I, I think uh, we went to this place to celebrate it. Yes, Tolentongo. Oh, yeah. You must have seen the Tolentongo pictures, the Blue River where we camped. And then I got a severe stomach infection there. Oh. Oh. So, like we, that was the goal to celebrate in Tolentongo. So we did camp there. It was a beautiful campsite, blue thermal river flowing across us. And we kind of disconnected from internet for three days and just camped. But then I got so sick there. So we had to rush back to Mexico City to get treated. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was very, it was fun before the stomach infection. And, um, (laughs) that's a big part of traveling. You never know when your stomach is going to have issues. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Further down South we're going, I think we're going to have to take really good care of our diet because I don't think it was fun. I think, I, I, you know, it was not fun. And I think in, in our heads, we're like, oh, we're Indians, we're brown. Like, we can eat street food, we can eat everything. But what we don't realize is that we have spent the past 10, 15 years in Canada in a, in a very clean environment and never had street food, right? And then just because we grew up in India doesn't mean our stomach can adopt to uh, any street food anymore. And yeah. we were under, under that perception that it'll be so easy for us to process all of that. But then we got the reality check. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Cannot have street food anymore, unfortunately. Oh, you just you have yeah. to build your tolerance slowly. Yeah, we have to go slowly. <laughs> I, think, I think we just went crazy with it. We were like, yeah, let's have this. Let's have that. So we just have to like take it slow. Oh, my gosh. And in the year that you've been traveling, are you where you thought you would be? So when you started in one year, where did you think you would be like location wise? Oh yeah, we definitely thought we will be done done with Central America by now, but here we are in Mexico. Um, wow. Actually, what we realized are we travel much slower than other van lifers. Uh, it could be many reasons. Because we are working on the road, we kind of have to align our travel around our meetings and calls. So for mm-hmm. days that are that are heavy on meetings, we cannot travel more, or we have to be in a city that has internet, right? Uh, the days that are heavy, like light on work, that, those are the days we hit the road most and like cover the distance. So it's been uh, it's been a learning experience for the past one year of what what works with our lifestyle and our 
work requirements. So I think that's why Patagonia will be until next year because the way we are working and stuff, we need to prioritize that and go slow and keep exploring at the same time. Yeah, we're definitely going to make some adjustments to it because right now we also wander off our direction of going south. We sometimes go east, west, north, and then come back <laughs> to the point where we have to go south. So we'll probably start making adjustments to the itinerary a little bit just so it's more realistic to do this in the yeah. next year or else it's going to be like, I don't know, it's going to take multiple years. Like, I think we didn't we do everything. I think we didn't expect Mexico to have so much to see. And we are the people who are very bad at like leaving things behind, right? We want to see everything. And we, I think we underestimated how massive Mexico is and how much there is to see. And for the first few months, we were like, okay, we'll go see everything, but that's not possible in Mexico. You really need like years to explore Mexico. So at this point, we are kind of hoping to see the highlights and move faster in the next year and hopefully get to Patagonia by the end of next year. Oh, amazing, amazing. Uh, where would you say is the most unexpected place that you've ended up? Um, what do you think? I think uh, recently we went to this uh, town called Cholula and to see this volcano, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Popo, I can never say it correctly. Popo? Catepecal? Popo Catepecal. I don't know. I, can, I think so, yeah. yeah I, I can never see the name of the volcano, right? But it's uh, our local friends here took us there on a cottage. And we never expected such a live, massive, fuming volcano to exist. And it was not even on our radar. And they took us there. We stayed in this cottage right next to the volcano. And it was just so humbling. When you see a live volcano, you're like, you know, Mother Nature is the most powerful thing. So stop worrying about anything else and just respect that. Uh, so one of those places, and then U.S. Ha- U.S. also had these uh, unique landscape, like White Pocket, and uh, yeah, anywhere all over Utah. Was Utah very was just like insane. raw and insane. Yeah. Um, a lot of hikes we heard from locals and just took took our friends there because our van couldn't go. And uh, the landscape is like another planet. So Utah and um, this um, Cholula, I would say, were like very unexpected and very beautiful oh that's so cool um yeah it's funny that you it's like a part of mexico that um what where is it it's not too far because i i've been to it's, it's near puebla right yes yes Cholula. Cholula. i've been on a day trip once and yeah i love that you've been able to like you go to these places that not a lot of I mean that probably wouldn't have been like a regular stop definitely other so that's that's really awesome um and I feel like the locals in Mexico have been so helpful to us like incredibly helpful we cannot thank them enough and they recommend us these hidden gems where they grew up or they have their childhood memories and that's how we find these places and it's 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 beautiful Amazing. Yeah, getting getting the locals' um, advice and recommendations is always nice because they do know things that, you know, someone that's just traveling wouldn't go to or expect. I know that I do that a lot with my cousins, and I'll end up in places that I'm just like, wow, what is this? How come it's not even on? And I'll look it up online, and there's nothing about it. I'm like, what? It's I mean, a secret? You, guys, you guys recommended us the, the places. Like, what, what it was... 
uh, Nairith, I think you guys recommended it some places. Or like I have, I've had, I've had a list of recommendations from you guys too that we have explored not on our radar in Mexico. Yeah, mostly in Guanajuato because that's where my family is from. So I was like, oh, if you're there, then you have to go to these places. Yeah. And it's just been fun, especially when you got the view up um, where El Pipila is. Isn't that just the best view of the city? Epic uh, in uh, what was that? Epic, right? The sign. Ah, uh, I. I don't know. It was in, it's in Guanajuato in the centro and you just go oh, up yeah. like uh, the, the mountain-ish oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's the a view. big statue the, there. There's yeah. a statue. Yes. yes. That's in Pipila, the statue. Yeah, Pipila, yes. Oh my God, that was stunning. Guanajuato is so gorgeous. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we almost wanted to go back. Yeah, we literally were like... But we're like, ah, I can't do this. My stomach, if my stomach was okay, on the way back from Tolentongo, we wanted to go back to Guanajuato and stay like a week more. <laughs> we were... This is why we never make it short. <laughs> and I bet there's stuff that you haven't seen still. Did you guys go to the mummies? The mm-hmm. Museum of the mummies? It was yeah. we. It was. It's creepy. It, it's very... <laughs> It is disturbing, <laughs> let's be honest. But I love the way they celebrate death and their connection to that and like how they celebrate life with the death, right? Uh, it's like a full circle and they celebrate mm-hmm. that. Part. Uh, so it, it, it's kind of scary, but it also gives you like a peace of mind, you know, the way they... they, they yeah. Celebrated. Yeah, it definitely feels like the more that you talk about it and you're exposed to it, the less you are of it like less scared you are at the end of the day you're just like it's something that's part of life it's gonna happen yeah well they have they do something really big for the other los muertos so i'm not telling you guys to go back but if you do that would be the perfect time we are here for that day yeah we have something planned for that which town are we going to pack no, I've never heard of it, but I'm sure it'll be beautiful. Yeah, it's in Morelos, and um, it's supposed to be one of the be- most beautiful de- celebration of Day of the Dead. Oh, nice. So we're going there for November, yes. Super excited. Uh, we're excited for you. We hope you enjoy that. I've yeah. always wanted to go to Mexico for Dia de los Muertos, so very jealous, but enjoy all the Thank food. You. Martha, yeah. it's not too late. We could yeah. join Simon Kartik and <laughs> <laughs> you guys should come. It'll be amazing. Right out there. Oh, I know. Just <laughs> plan it, guys. Come. <laughs> what do you think has been like? I don't know. One of the hardest things about van life, and then also some of the best things about van life. I mean, the hard, the hardest thing is definitely everything that we're getting right now being back in Toronto is our friends and getting to meet them, just having that sense of circle and connection with these guys that we've missed over the past one year. That is really the hardest thing. You you definitely meet amazing people on the road, but it's such they a short-lived yeah. relationship really fast. that it's hard to prolong it for anything much more meaning, meaningful that you would have where you're living back home yeah so that's definitely the hardest thing um living in a small space all those things you you end up learning your ways around yeah the best out of it i think the technicalities of van life you kind of 
start to embrace them in a way that you're like, okay, this is difficult, but you eventually find a way to make it easier and solve it and, you know, embrace it. Yeah. But it's the, it's the emotional connect from your hometown or your social circle. That's hard to find again. And that can, that can leave you feeling lonely sometimes. Uh, that is the biggest challenge to navigate. Um, and there's so many things that we love about van life. Like the list will be endless. But um, the freedom of slow travel that we get, like, for example, if we want to, we can go back to Guanajuato. If we want to stay in a place to capture a sunset and the weather is bad, we can stay there four days till the clouds clear up and get a shot and move on. So it's a slow pace freedom that we get that you would not get from any sort of traveling, no matter what it is. Uh, that's the highlight of van life. Just to have you literally, like you can hike all day and just crash in your bed instantly. <laughs> so that's, that's just so amazing and fulfilling. That's perfect that you say that um, because when people are, you know, they have their trips booked and it's a flight or you have to be, it's an itinerary. So you're very like every minute of your day yeah, is accounted for. You can't just be like, I love it here. I just want to stay here and then just stay a few days or a week or even, a, you know, a month that's pushing it. But you can if yeah. you decide to. Yep. That is that is definitely the biggest advantage. And to do it with Everest, like he's with us all the time and he has a home with us. It's it's perfect. Couldn't have asked for anything more. I love how you guys try to find the dog friendly areas for him to just enjoy himself oh yeah if his him if you see him enjoy hiking you'll understand why we change these places where he where we can hike with him because he is the happiest dog on the planet when he's hiking yeah, he, he, he has will, a big smile on his face smile. like it's literally a big smile so we just love to see him explore places with us oh he has the best parents let yeah. me tell you <laughs> we got lucky with this <laughs> Um, what would you say are must-haves for people who are considering van life? In terms of like tangible things or just like tips? Um, Anything. Um, yeah, let's you talk. must have an open mind. They have to have okay. an open Positive outlook because yeah. things go wrong 100% and things go wrong like back to back. It's like a domino effect, right? And if you are someone who will get intimidated easily or who will think this is it I can't do this you'll end up van life in like 30 days max uh, so I think a trial run is very very important rent a camper van go for two weeks go explore a national park go explore camping grounds and stay in a camper van before you start even converting or buying a camper van see if it is for you do you have the peace of mind to arrange a cupboard like 100 times a day pack up everything like so many times a day clean up everything so many times a day uh, find a place to sleep and like all those little little chores that you have in van life can get really overwhelming for people so you gotta you gotta test yourself with that and have that mind understand your mindset because on the picture on instagram it looked really dreamy but trust me when you do it there's so many elements when you're like i had no idea i'm supposed to do this too so yeah i mean like sometimes filling your water tank that that chore can take like more than an hour and, you, and and then you're left thinking like what am i doing like why is this taking so long like i need to do other stuff i don't need to spend an hour filling yeah. water but that's the reality of it sometimes it is like that 
think checking on your like how like mentally you are ready for it is very important. So do a trial run, rent a camper van, do it, and then get into it. I think that's the best tip we can give. That's that's and a great tip. Would you say like people that you've met like how do they usually do that or I mean I don't no. know what's never talked about. <laughs> No, I think I think not not a lot of people do it. And we've met people and or we've heard a lot of like stories where people kind of gave up on man life in 30 days or they were just miserable in the first few months. So that's where we kind of try to advise it to people that you have back in the days there was no camper van rentals, but now there are so many. So now you have the opportunity to literally experience it before even like starting out. Uh, and that's I, I wish everyone can do that before they start a van life. That's, that's a great tip. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really like hear people really talk about that. Um, I rented a van, I was in a van for two nights. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, it was eye opening just to like, oh, like, it'd be nice to have a little bit bigger space. Oh, the bed's yeah. kind of weird that it's this way, like even little yeah. things like that. Um, I'm sure really make a big difference. So thank you for sharing that tip for, you know, whoever's listening and considering van life. Cause that, that could be a big game changer. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so how many test runs did you guys do? How many? Yeah. <laughs> what was the question? Oh, how many test runs did you guys do in your van? Oh, we didn't do any, we, like we, we didn't know any test run because we were so sure we wanted to do this and we've been working towards it for four years, three, four years. Yeah, I think I think for us, it's, as much as we're giving our own advice and not taking it, um, we had always been doing car camping. So yeah. anytime we would go on vacation, we wouldn't really book hotels because we're hi- we're out hiking and doing backcountry stuff. So we would just get, it, SUV. get the biggest SUV we can and sleep in it in the parks. Yeah. Or pitch a tent. So we were always already doing that. We were doing an even less glamorous version of van life yeah. from back in the days. So we knew that we, we were going to be able to survive this 100%. Yeah, we kind of knew that. And and this campervan kind of happened to us like out of nowhere. We saw it parked in a farm on the way to a camping trip. And oh. that just, we knew it. This is our van and we just bought it on the spot. Uh, without Tesla driving it, it had no brakes, so we had to tow it back to Toronto. Uh, so, think, yeah, don't don't do what we're no, doing no, if you're not not as crazy as us. Yeah, we're sharing our experience. Yeah. We are we are making sure you don't do anything that we have done wrong. So, that's why take our tip and like, do it the right way. No, well, that's how you learn making yeah. mistakes. Yes, hundred percent. Is this going to be a permanent lifestyle or is this short term it is not short term but it's not permanent i'm sorry it's supposed <laughs> to be- <laughs> i know i was like hold on that was a weird question i didn't read it right <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tricky question for sure because it's not short term <laughs> doing it for many years but again we know deep down we'll eventually have a home somewhere whatever the definition of home is yeah we'll have that at some point in our lives yeah, but we're going to always be itching to do longer term uh, duration travels. Uh, so I think eventually it's going to be home base and go out for many months at a time, come back to home base. Yeah. Go out for many months at a time. 
Yeah, I think after in this life, it's hard to find um, like um, you won't, you'll never find peace in just being stationary. Awesome, got it, got it. I'm gonna ask you guys the last question. Okay. Why do you travel? Uh, I think we as human beings are like are supposed to travel. Like we are not supposed to be stationary. We are we are like we were nomads. Explorers. We were explorers in real sense, and that it that there's a reason why when we go to new places and meet new people and have new experiences, we feel the most alive because that's just in our DNA and that's in who we are, and that's one of the biggest um, joy of our lives. And uh, we just want to be true to those um, feelings and you know those intuitions and embrace those, them for as long as we can. So beautifully said. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think that's just something we were, we've always been meant to do. Yeah, we, we were not supposed to be in one place our entire life that's not who we were as uh, creatures, you know, when we were created, we moved around, we found our ways, we explored territories. And that's why deep down mentally, it gives us the biggest joy. Amazing. Well, 100%. Thank, you, thank you guys so much for sharing, you know, about your journey, giving um, some um, incredible van life tips and, um, you continuously give tips and share your journey on on the interwebs. Um, where can everyone find the Brown Van Life and follow you? Please tell us. Uh, yeah, we are. You can find us pretty much everywhere with the username the Brown Van Life on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And uh, our Gmail, if you have to send us an email, is brownmanlife at gmail.com. So the one word, the brown man life, you type it on internet, we should show up. And there are multiple ways to find our story and our journey. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Simon Kartik, for taking the time and um, sharing what you do. We love, you know, what you, a year on the road. It's, yes, happy yeah. anniversary. Thank you, thank you so, so much. much. And we are back in uh, where we started after a year. And it's just surreal to see this is where it all started. And all our friends are just like so amazed that we have lasted a year. And they like we all we met them and they were like, it doesn't feel like you've gone for a year because we see you on YouTube all the time. <laughs> They're riding the journey with us. Yeah. Yes. Well, we can't wait for you guys to finish the journey and definitely want to have you back on when you reach Patagonia. So you can tell us all about that second leg. Oh, yes, we'll, we'll do a recap and we'll talk yeah. about all the countries we've been to. Oh, amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And everyone um, will link it all in the uh, description so you can find the Brown Fam Life and, and follow Simon Kartik and Everest. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank Have you so much again. Spending time with you on a Sunday. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcast, 
at the wild explorer and at martha gets it and please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on apple Podcasts. bye, bye.